0: Welcome to Lavender Dahlia. I'm Jennifer Osler-Bolton, and together we are going to enjoy the freedom of exploring who God created us to be by lifting the veil off of our hearts and bringing to light the authenticity that we've been hiding in the dark. I am so happy that you're here. So let's talk. Welcome back. So just the other day, I received an email from the host site for this podcast saying that Lavender Dahlia has reached over 3,000 downloads. And to be completely honest, I don't know exactly what that means, but I know it's something to celebrate and I am truly in awe of this community. Thank you so much for being part of this with me and for recognizing the beauty that is in vulnerability. I sure do love you guys. So, when God first gave me the idea of a podcast, I mean, truly, the Holy Spirit quite literally was like, okay, Jen, we're going to do a podcast, okay? <laughs> I had no idea where I was going to take it or what I wanted to do with it, but I knew I needed to be obedient to God with it. I'm not an expert by any means. I just told you, I don't even really understand what the number of downloads mean. I just get excited because the email I receive says that it's time to celebrate. maybe, maybe I'm going to start celebrating with donuts. I don't know. That's a discussion for another day. But while I may not fully understand the details of podcasting or what may come out of it, God does. And I trust him with that. Ever since the community around me began to grow years ago, my heart has always been to pour the love I've been given onto anyone who comes across my path. I am a firm believer in love And yes, we have established that I am a romantic, but that's not the kind of love I'm talking about this time. Love is communication, time, presence, not presence, presence, (laughs) and awareness. I do my best to answer the messages that I receive daily. And honestly, it breaks my heart that I can't answer them all at the same time. But the reason for that is because I don't want to be quick with my answers I don't want to type in the rehearsed cliche, feel good phrases. If you took the time to reach out to me and share your love, your heart, your fears, and your prayer requests, I want to take the time to hear you. I want to give you the love that you've shared with me. This love is what prompted me to ask a question on my Instagram stories the other day. What is on your heart? And wow. Wow. The answers I received varied from questions about the Bible, to the topic of better sex, to the heartbreak of loss, to the pain of infertility, the loneliness of being single, wondering if God is forgotten, anxiety, anger, love, grace, abuse, parenting, forgiveness, depression, serving, death, fear, heaven, angels, religious trauma, widowhood, dating, and everything in between. My heart was truly overwhelmed as I read the words that appeared on my screen because I know, I know what it took to share that with me. I know the bravery it took to submit such vulnerability. And I know what an honor it is to be on the receiving end of your heart. The morning after I asked this question, I was going over your responses and I was talking to my husband on the phone and I said, babe, so many people are hurting. There's so much hurt in the world that we don't even know about. When I tell you that I can feel the weight of your heartache, I mean that I can feel the weight of your heartache. That doesn't mean I understand it. And it doesn't mean that I know what you're feeling, but I do know the feeling of heartache and it's heavy. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to carry it alone. Now, before we go deep into the topics that were brought to my awareness, I want to spend some time preparing us for this. There might be some weeks when you think that the topic at hand might not be specific to you or your current situation, but I encourage you, <laughs> no, no. I'm asking you to listen anyway. The greatest gift we can give to someone is the gift of listening. I don't mean the gift of listening to my voice. This isn't a push for podcast downloads, whatever that means. I mean the gift of listening with a heart that is prepared to receive the vulnerability of another listening brings an awareness that we can't receive when we are talking. I am confident That we have all experienced a moment in time when we felt completely unheard by someone who didn't know how to listen to us. Maybe it was a friend who was trying to lighten your mood. Maybe it was a spouse or a partner who was trying to fix your broken heart. Maybe it was a boss who didn't acknowledge your idea. Maybe it was a coach who ignored your plea to play in the game. Maybe it was a parent who brushed off your fear or a pastor who told you that your faith was lacking. Maybe it was a sibling who told you to just get over it. At some point in time, we have all gone unheard, and not only is it painful to us as the broken-hearted, but it has the potential to be permanently damaging to our security. Being a listener is more than saying nothing while someone speaks. It's not about just being quiet. It's about actively listening, taking in and processing what you're being told. It's about doing our best to be present for each other as God called us to be. He tells us to love each other as we love ourselves. And I hope you love yourself enough to desire being heard properly. For that reason, I'm going to give you three tips that I want you to practice as we prepare to dive deep into the most tender areas of our hearts. Like I said, you may not resonate personally with some of the topics that come up, So I'm not asking you to try to understand someone else's heartache. I'm asking you to listen so that we can understand how to love. Number one, listen. I know I just said that listening doesn't mean only being quiet or holding back your thoughts, but this is the first step. Listen, don't talk. And in the words of Gwen Stefani, don't speak. Do you you know what song I'm talking about? Please tell me, you know what song I'm talking about, or did I completely just age myself with that one? (laughs) The point is say nothing at all. If you are in the presence of someone who is willingly sharing their heart with you, don't interrupt them. When someone is speaking and we begin to interrupt or talk over them, whether it's to share our thoughts or finish their sentence, we are signaling to them that we're done listening It tells them to stop talking. It signals to them that they're talking too much. So they stop and everything that they need to get out will remain stuck within. This is hard for a couple of reasons. And I know because it happens to me when someone is sharing their heart with me and I feel like I have a good response, but I'm waiting for them to take a pause. Chances are I'm going to forget what I was going to say. So it leaves me with the feeling of like, ah, I have to say it or I'll forget. Yeah, no, you may forget for a moment, but chances are it will come back to you. The other thing I want to share about listening is the idea of allowing someone to tell you the same story over and over again if they need to. Keep in mind, I'm not giving these tips in regards to casual, fun, or lighthearted conversation, okay? I'm talking about what to do in the presence of vulnerability and tenderness. When my late husband died, I'm sure I must have told stories about him repeatedly. And I know for a fact that when I would come across a photo of him with somebody else, I would send that person the photo so that they could have it and I would unknowingly send it again months later, forgetting that I sent it the first time. Several people would sit through my stories again and again. I just needed to talk about them, and when someone dies, all you have left are stories. And several people received more than one copy of a photo from me, but never said anything about it, just thanked me or sent a little heart emoji to acknowledge that they received it. But there was one. There's always one. I sent a photo, apparently shortly after Ryan's accident, and then I sent that same photo again a couple months later. I had forgotten, and I wanted to share it with the person in the photo with him. The response I received was, you already sent this to me. Okay, so it might not seem that rude, and maybe you don't quite understand why this was so hurtful to me, but I was a grieving widow, and I was finding comfort in looking through his photos one night, and I wanted to share that with someone else. I felt embarrassed. I didn't realize that I had forgotten. I felt like my grief was bothersome. It's easy to say, Jen, you're overreacting, they were just letting you know, but to a broken heart, the translation was, I got it, stop. If the heart in your presence is broken, and might be repeating a story you've already heard a hundred times, please listen 101 more, or if you've already received the photo a dozen times, I hope you cherish it a dozen more. A heart that is able to talk freely is the heart that has the better chance of healing. So shh, (laughs) let them talk. Okay. Number two, do not listen to fix or listen to reply. This can easily happen as we're trying to do everything I just mentioned before. We close our mouths, we don't say anything, but the whole time we're not listening because we're waiting to respond. Ah, but I don't want to forget what I was going to say. Remember, I just said, that's what I struggle with. So we get distracted by holding on to our responses that we can't even hear what's actually being said, or we know how to fix the problem. So we're listening for the pause so that we can offer our incredible solution. How many moms have done this before? And just so you know, both of my hands are up right now. It's like, yeah, 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 kid, hurry up. I know how to fix it. Listening to solve is not actually listening. Okay. So what do we do if we can hear a clear solution in our minds, but we don't want to assume that they want to hear it? Well, ask them when they take the pause, acknowledge what they said so that not only are you clear about what they shared. But then you have the opportunity to ask, may I share something with you? One of my dearest friends is an expert at this. She will listen to me go on and on and on. And when I pause, she always says, so what I'm hearing is this. And she repeats it back to me, which allows me the opportunity to clarify something if I need to. And then she says, can I offer a suggestion? It then gives me the choice to receive her thoughts and ideas rather than her just giving unsolicited or unwanted advice. Have you ever been caught in a conversation when you're just kind of sharing something on your heart? Maybe it's just a dream you have about the future or a hypothetical situation or something like that. And someone comes in with, okay, yeah, well, but that's not possible or that won't work because whatever else they're going to say, what happens to your heart in that moment? Crash and burn, right? You were sharing something on your heart, whether broken or whimsical, and the listener was waiting to respond with the reasons why what you feel or think doesn't make sense. Listening to respond or listening to fix, that is not actually listening to hear. All right, number three. If the other two suggestions don't work out well for you or are difficult to put into practice, This is the one I want you to put into practice the most, more than being quiet, more than waiting to respond, more than trying to fix. Ready for it? Do not compare. If there's one thing that you take from this episode, one thing that you carry into future conversations and interactions with others, this is the one I want you to perfect. Comparison of loss and heartache is dangerously damaging. It can be hurtful beyond belief, and it can scar the heart so deeply. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk about various things that have obviously struck a painful chord with some and may not necessarily be understandable to others, but heartache and disappointment is always relatable, but there is no heartache that is worse or lighter than another none. And there is no comparison. None. Whenever we experience heartache, we feel it at 100%. It doesn't matter what caused it. It freaking hurts. Trauma, 100%. Loss, 100%. Fear, 100%. My first husband died tragically in an accident, leaving behind me and our two children. It hurt me beyond a pain I never knew existed. The grandmother of a friend of mine died peacefully in her sleep when she was 94 years old. My friend was hurting beyond a pain she never knew existed. A woman had to make the choice to euthanize her dog who had been with her through so many milestones of life. She was hurting beyond a pain she never knew existed. A woman lost her home when the market crashed. It was the home she imagined hosting holidays in with her future grandchildren. She was hurting beyond a pain she never knew existed. You might look at these examples and prejudge them because they're each so different, but they're actually not different at all. They all resulted in heartache and they can't be compared because heartache is heartache. The reason behind it doesn't matter. When we compare losses, we are invalidating what someone is feeling. We're telling them that they shouldn't feel it. Have you ever had that done to you? Have you ever been told that someone had it worse than you? How often do you tell yourself that? My kids, they sadly have the traumatic experience of a school shooting when a little over a year ago a student had opened fire on campus. I thank God every day that my kids were able to run to safety, but they were close enough to hear and see what was happening. They ran for their lives. The phone call of my daughter yelling in between breaths as she was running, that's a sound that will never leave my memory. An entire school was traumatized that day. Students, staff, parents, we were all traumatized. To be honest, our entire city was traumatized. Someone had once asked my daughter about her personal experience that day. And after she shared in detail where she was standing, what she heard, where she ran, how her brother was screaming in fear behind her. The person receiving her story said, yeah, so-and-so had it worse because he was right there where it happened. My daughter's heart went completely unheard and her trauma minimized. It shut her down. She no longer believed that she should have been so emotionally affected. That's what comparison does. It tells the heart that it has no right to hurt so deeply. When the truth is, We have the absolute right to feel everything at 100% and we have the right for those feelings to be heard and validated. We each have different experiences to share. And the beauty of that is that we have so much we can learn from each other when we listen, not with silence, but with love. I'm sharing these tips with you, not just to help us all practice how to listen with love. But to remind you that this is what your heart deserves too. You deserve to be heard. Your pain, your disappointment, your fear, whatever you're feeling deserves to be acknowledged and validated. I see you. I hear you. I feel the heaviness of your heart and you don't have to carry it alone. I'm here. God is always here and we are listening. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope you feel encouraged and are filled with courage to see yourself the way that God sees you. You are so many beautiful things. That's why there's a flower named after you. Make sure to subscribe to Lavender Dahlia for podcast updates and episodes and visit jenniferoslerbolton.com to join the Lavender Dahlia email list. Until next time, my heart is hugging yours. I'll see you soon.